You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files. I am your host, human potato of comedy, Jeff Paul. <laughs> my uh, guest is laughing at me already. Uh, my guest is a very, very funny comedian. She's in Toronto right now doing the uh, Downtown Yuck Yucks Club. I don't know why I'm promoting this. This thing comes out a day after she's done. But Kathleen McGee is my guest, all Yay! the way from Edmonton. I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. I'm nice. How you doing? What's what's with the nickname Tits? You just oh well, actually that started. I was gonna call you that. I'm like Tits McGee, but I'm like no. People do call me that, and like, I'm cool you, with are it. You, you're not offended. People call me no. potatoes. So, but nobody means it in like a mean way, and I like my tits. So I got nice tits. Yeah, I got nice tits. <laughs> yeah, I don't find it to be derogatory or anything. But what it happened? Like we. My best friend has family that lives in St. Catharines. Oh, I we lived were, there for a while. Yeah. My, my mommy lives there right now. Cute. Mm-hmm. When we were 19, we went to go visit them, and her uncle <laughs> started calling me Big Boobs McGee, and then <laughs> and then everybody else started calling me Big Boobs McGee. Oh, it sounds good. With McGee, like with the last name McGee, you can, yeah. call, you can have any nickname and just throw McGee on the end. Totally. But that's why I, whenever I meet another Tits McGee, I'm like, well, you're not really a real Tits McGee. You're just a fake Tits McGee. So I like, I kind of, a lot of people said, I'm not going to call you that because I guess it's derogatory in some ways, but in my mm-hmm. way, it's an endearing. Yeah, it's, I think it's uh, it's everyone like I don't know. Some people don't like to be called cunt. Other yeah. people don't give a fuck about yeah. the word, you know. And Christina Walkinshaw and I are tits and toots, McGee. Tits and toots. She's toots. What's she, t- what's toots? Farts. Farts. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's man. a crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. tooter. Yeah. And she yeah, yeah. is proud of it. Uh, She's like a man that way. She. I've I've heard her fart several times. Yeah. I was in a hot tub with her one time. And, uh, <laughs> you, the jets weren't even on. Well, just, <laughs> Christina just got in. No, we were just sitting there. It was at uh, in Bevanek's backyard. He uh, he lived out in the beaches. He had a nice uh, place for a bit. And we were sitting in the hot tub and. <laughs> And Wakanshaw just like sticks her leg across the thing. She goes, feel how hairy my legs are. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever <laughs> Like it was like long ass fucking hair. Oh my God. Like you could braid the hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I remember I ran my like hand through the hair and I was like, oh God. Are you really against hair on women? Um, I just wasn't expecting it. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I just uh, like, I don't know if you're going to shave, shave, but if. Uh, whatever. Yeah, like it's not like I mean I uh, nice and clean shaven. Head usually, to toe. no. Like I stopped that area that everyone's talks <laughs> talks talks about having it. I don't wax that anymore. It's too painful and expensive. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you how expensive it's like? Please. It's like a hundred bucks a month. Really? It's crazy. I'm sure you could get better deals, but do it yourself though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, wax your balls yourself. Let's see how that works. Like, yeah, no. You got you, a boyfriend now. He's got a. He's not, be into that shit. He's a chef. He's not an exorcist. <laughs> Edition. I don't need a, a chef waxing me. I don't think that would go over very well. I had uh, my ex. Uh, I got uh, this patch of hair on, like, just the top of my back. It's very uh, annoying. And uh, whenever we'd go on vacation back in the day, she'd always wax it for me. Oh, I... She'd get, she'd get off on it. She's like, yeah, I'll do that. That is fun, waxing a man. Now I've my, done that. What, I've also nared Paul Meyerhog's back. Here, I got a question for you. My uh, my um, <laughs> my girlfriend refuses to pop a man's back zit. I, well, because there are people that are poppers and there are people that are disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. I dated this guy for a couple of months in Vancouver and he was like... And he would watch videos and then he'd make <laughs> me watch the videos and I liked him. So I was kind of be like, oh, yeah, this is fun. And I wanted to puke the whole time. But I will say it, it 
you do feel relief when yeah. you watch them, this weird <laughs> sense of relief. But yeah, I, there, I'm not a popper. I don't want to pop people's this, heads. Like, How uh, much back need you have? It, no, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I don't have uh, any. It's, the situation's never come up, but she's told me that she would not do that. Good for her. Yeah. Good for standing up for her yeah, morals. Like, I'll, pop a back, <laughs> I'll pop your back zits. Come on. Oh and she's God. got tons of them. My best friend is... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kira. <laughs> I guess that's what you have to know what you're getting into when you're dating a comedian. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who used to date a comedian. And I warned her before. I was like, don't do it. Like, honestly, <laughs> do not do it. It's going to end badly. And it ended really badly. And she's yeah. like, I should have listened to you. Some girls... Um like being in the act and then other girls are like don't fucking say shit shit about yeah. me on stage but i remember when i first started dating kira she was happy once i started incorporating her into the act oh because she felt more permanent then yeah yeah well i think because it was like uh i started dating her but like my whole act was about just being a single fucking scumbag yeah and then i was like okay well i can't you know, I had to transition out of being the single guy into real relationship jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was happy when they started becoming about her. I, I mean, I think that like like the spouse or the boyfriend or girlfriend of a comedian would probably feel honored to be in their mm-hmm. act a little bit. As long as it doesn't make them look like a total dick face. But I still haven't found what offends Kira besides zit popping. But like she's she's got a very thick skin. Yeah, and uh, she, you have to to yeah, date yeah. a comedian. And she works in comedy too, so yeah, like she's too sketch. So she know she's been in this world for long enough that she knows that it's it's all just a fucking joke. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Nothing all matters. just a joke. Yeah, <laughs> and I would say to men who want to date female comedians, it's a bad choice. I dated a female comedian, and it just seemed like a competition the whole time. Well, yeah, but it was a competition is- from her end, and I'm like, this isn't a competition. We. Like, I don't date comedians because of that feeling where you can't, like, if it is it does feel like a competition. I dated Dave for, like, two months, and it felt mm-hmm. like he was never happy if I got something that he wanted or, you know, so it's a, it, it, it's Dave not Martin, fun. everybody. Dave Martin. <laughs> I name names. I'm a, I'm a namer on podcasts. Uh, that but, was your only comedic relationship? That was my only comedic relationship. I've definitely had uh, hookups, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, 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 The one-nighters, you wake up, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the for? fuck have I done? Now I have to ride in a car with this guy for eight hours. What am I doing? Am I banging guys on the road for? <laughs> I should have just fucked that audience member that I'd never have a chance of seeing again. Now I have to see this guy everywhere. Nah, there's. A, I don't think I have too many regrettables. I don't know. No, I don't. I, uh, I think I've only been with two comics. Yeah. And neither of them do comedy anymore. Uh, so you fucked the funny out of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. you just were like, you made them never want to come around <laughs> yeah, ever they're again. Just like, well, I can't be in this world anymore. <laughs> I don't want to run into Jeff Paul ever again. I'm leaving. I'm quitting comedy. The one asked me um, to impregnate her, but told me I would have to, I would have nothing to do with the kid. She's like, I just want a baby. I'm like, what? I, you don't want my baby. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how desperate you are to want these fucking genes. <laughs> Pop out a fucking couple pounds of potatoes. That's fine. <laughs> Just a little nugget of potatoes. <laughs> couple <Fingerling. spuds. laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I don't. Good. Yeah, I don't think it, it. It. I've mean, I've seen a couple of comedy relationships. I mean, yours is different because she's not a comedian. She's in a different side of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole competing and it's really hard to. Um, I had um. I had Julia Lakowitz on this podcast, yeah, and we talked about that because her husband yeah. is a comedian, and she said the beginning of the relationship it was so much resent, yeah, and then you just kind of have to realize that this is 
what we're both trying to achieve, anything good that happens to you happens to is, both of us. Yeah, you know? good for both of us. Yeah, so it's just, uh, I don't know, we got two fucking weird of egos, I think. Well, most comics have very, very fragile egos and mm-hmm. are very insecure people. As much as like you think that somebody that can go on stage and talk for over 20 minutes at a time, you mm-hmm. know, like you think that person's like super confident yeah, and super yeah. secure. Absolutely not. That's why we're up there because we like, this is the only way I think that we can, well, I mean, personally me that I can feel like, okay, I'm in hundred percent control of something right now. Mm-hmm. But then after the show, you're just like kind of, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think my confidence was high before I got into comedy. And, and then you lost it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm still pretty confident. Daryl Purvis always, like says, well, jokes about me from stage that I'm the f- most confident fat man he's ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I find that a lot of male comedians are the most confident fat man you could ever meet. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I have confidence. I think I just don't give a fuck but, yeah. about anything. Yeah. Like nothing's going to affect me. Like, it, you know, it's just whatever. If somebody doesn't like my shit, then... I don't know. I don't have to deal with that person. That's a good attitude to have, especially nowadays, because everybody's so concerned about offending somebody Mm -hmm. here. Oh, I don't care. I I like to offend people. I know, me too. And I think that there's a little comedy bubble right now that is going to pop, Mm -hmm. because everybody is so concerned about everybody being represented, that people are forgetting that funny is important. Yeah, that's the only box... You should be checking in comedy. And yeah. Funny. And stand up is like the one place where it's like, yeah, it should be hard. It should be a struggle. You mm-hmm. should feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I was in LA, I'd go to the comedy store and no one would talk to me. It was very awkward and uncomfortable. And I hung out and I hung out and I hung out and then I met people. And then you slowly start to build relationships. But like going to one open mic and saying, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Comedy is evil. <laughs> stand up is the worst. Well, d- then don't go into stand up because it's not. It, it, stand-up is for fucked up people and they're complaining so much now about all these fucked up people that are saying fucked up things i'm like but this is our thing yeah, this is what, why we're doing comedy if you want to have a message go and be a french performer go and mm-hmm. write some one women men shows whatever yeah. but like stop coming after my stand-up and people stand up like it's so i'm so done i'm so done and if i offend somebody i don't even fucking care anymore you're supposed to offend that's well (laughs) that's where stand-up comedy came from it came from people that just wanted to get up and say how they felt no matter what it sounded like and we're we're the ones that are supposed to be like people that come to a comedy club on a friday saturday night they have a shitty stressful week and they're coming for a release they don't want someone preaching at them yeah, yeah, and pointing yeah. fingers and saying you're a fucking asshole because you don't accept me and i'm yeah, like yeah. and they're like i do accept you what are you talking about yeah, they want to just come and hear the things said that they can't say themselves exactly and they, yeah i don't know and i think but i think that this this sensitive bubble is about to burst i can't wait it's gonna pop and then the people that like the people that are so sensitive they'll they'll just go away mm-hmm. they will go away and we'll get our comedy back and mm-hmm. i have and club comedy is my favorite kind of comedy and that's the one that's always under fire yeah by people who complain they that clubs don't book them because of who they are and it's like no clubs mm-hmm. don't book you because you're not very funny. Yeah, that's or you're a dick. Yeah, that too. I've a lot of dicks, but still a lot of dicks get booked. Yeah, because they're funny. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I'm excited for comedy to come back, for stand up to come back. Mm-hmm. Maybe Howie we'll... Mandel is gonna save us all. <laughs> <laughs> he's. I heard that he's like just like a little figurehead for that. Yeah, it's it's just uh, let's put a Canadian name in at the top. So and isn't it an American company that oh, bought yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's an agency. Who are, they're just gonna, oh, good. They're just going to book 
Great. All there. I'm never getting just for laughs ever again no, in my no, life. No, no. Did you have you been? I went in 2011, and did I you did homegrown. I did homegrown, and I got to do the Nasty Girls show. Oh, okay. Which I only did once ever, and uh, nobody wants to hear girls be nasty. Right? Okay? We need to be ladies. <laughs> uh, it was very cool. There was like, I mean, like 2011. It, there, Amy Schumer was on it. Ali Wong was on it. Sarah Colonna, nice. um, and what's that little? Natasha Leggero okay. hosted it. And it was an amazing show and probably one of the best shows mm-hmm. of my life because I was in front of a crowd I was supposed to be in front of. Yep. And it was just fun. And I had a great set and never been invited back. <laughs> 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 I think there's a lot of comics still think Just for Laughs is going to change their lives. And no, and it's not. It's not. I've even it's watching not what uh, it used to be. I'm Dying Up Here. Yes. I like the. Uh, the one guy, he's like, I thought Carson would change my life. And he's like sleeping on the floor of a hotel room. Yes. And he's like, well, no, nothing changes. Well, I remember watching like Winnipeg Comedy Fest and Just for Laughs growing up and thinking, oh my God, those people are rich and famous mm-hmm. and they must have the best lives. And then I remember watching my Winnipeg in a bar because I couldn't afford cable and I had no money in my bank account. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Canadian comedy, so you have no money in the bank because... um. They paid you for that set a year earlier. Yes. I don't know why it takes a fucking year to put something on TV, but... Uh, they just bank everything. It's so weird, because, like, how do you do relevant topical jokes if there's a year lag yeah. in it? But It uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. But, but it's like uh, uh, Rob Bebenick, uh he had a Santa video go kind of viral uh, last week. He's got a couple, oh, really? mil- couple million views on it. What was it about? Um, it was his Winnipeg fan. Oh, Winnipeg yeah. A lot set. of comics are getting a uh, little viral. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he was watching the view count go up while he was sitting in his work truck for Embridge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and no cut to the comedian for yeah. those views. No, 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 no. Absolutely no, no. not. You, get, you got your fucking thousand dollars yeah. or the hell they pay you. Now go off and, yeah. and try and get in again next year. <laughs> it is. It's like a very... And it's really like... And I remember when I started and someone said, never tell the audience how much you make. But I thought, I really would like the audience to know that we make next to nothing yeah. at these clubs. And it's so, it's so sad. I know. It's sad uh, that um, you look forward to getting a gig on a fucking, at a Legion Hall because it pays like three times what the yes. club pays. Yeah. You're like, well, at least I'll get some money out of this shit. Yeah, it's going to be a horrible 40 minutes. In, yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, that's the thing too, is like, I can't ever turn anything down. So even if, I, mm-hmm. like, I'm not in a financial position to say no to stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something ridiculous. Like some guy was like, I want you to drive to Saskatchewan and I'll pay you $100. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's, like, that's my gas money. Yes, that's not even gas money. Like, it's way more than that to get to Saskatchewan now. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, and people... Don't realize how. Are you? You got a job, or are you just? Start? No, I have like um. My boyfriend has a good job, <laughs> but that's all you need. I'm a stay-at-home dog mom and I'm a nighttime comedian. Nice. But yeah, no, I, I would like to you get. Can, you still can't find time to uh, resurrect your podcast, though. Let's I give know. your podcast a little okay. plug that hasn't been uh, podcasted for what two months now. Two months. Sorry, guys. Like <laughs> it's called Kathleen McGee is a hot mess, and it's I am a hot mess. So that's part of the reason why it hasn't been on the air because <laughs> I moved from Vancouver to Toronto, and that like was a lot of stress mm-hmm. and a lot of. Work. How long ago was that? We moved May first. Wait, you just said you moved to Toronto. Oh, Edmonton. You, you live in Edmonton. Oh, I thought you were talking about like back no, when No, my you... brain. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I did a lot of mushrooms this weekend. <laughs> I don't know how many brain cells you kill every time I you do mushrooms. I did some last but night. They're great. They're the best. <laughs> no, I moved from Vancouver to Edmonton and that was in May. And I was like, moves What prompted the move? 
uh, I can't afford Vancouver anymore. Yeah. And I was never there. I was there like two weeks out of the month and I was mm-hmm. paying $2,300 a month for rent. Yeah. And it's, and it wasn't making any sense anymore. Once you establish yourself, like you got your road gigs and you're on the road. I'm on the road all the time. Doesn't matter where you live. Exactly. And that's the beauty of like the way comedy is now. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to live in LA and mm-hmm. New York. I mean, it helps, but like, if you're work, if you're already a working comic, you can pretty much live anywhere you want as long as you're close to an airport or you have mm-hmm. a car. And I work a lot in the in the prairies anyway. Like there's a ton of work out there yeah. that no everyone's like I'm going to go to Toronto to be a star, and I'm like I'm going to stay out here and make some money <laughs> because there is a lot of of road work out there. And um, you're making good money in Edmonton. I hear that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, for, it's pretty good. And like there's the economy's a little fucked up and it's getting Alberta better. These days. It's getting better. It's not what it was last year. It's like slowly building up again and um there's lots of like edmonton has always been an amazing scene i started in edmonton and there's three comedy clubs there the only thing i ever did in edmonton i've done it twice was the yuck yucks way out in the fucking yeah it's they it's at a terrible location yeah it's it's a seedy little part of the city yeah it, I, and that's did you what grow i up hate in edmonton? about it yes i grew up in edmonton. everyone trashes edmonton but i'm like did they ban color in that city i walked around color? the downtown and like every single oh, building grayish. is just gray yeah. <laughs> edmonton is very grayish. <laughs> like there's a couple of like there's one pink building downtown but that's about <laughs> it no it's a very but it gets such a bad rap and i constantly have to defend it and it is a it, it's turning into this cool little city they just mm-hmm. opened um this really cool new place called the Grindstone Theater, which is just off White Ave, and it's a comedy theater, and they do improv, stand-up, and sketch. It's like nice. sort of like in the model of comedy bar. I did go down to White Avenue this time. Yes, well... Met William Hannigan down there for some drinks. He's amazing. Nice he has a show on a Friday night that pays, and then there's shows on Saturday that pay. Like, mm-hmm. There is a little scene out there, and it's actually really strong. Good. And it has comics like Will. Is it like breeding Will. some good, uh, good talent? Yes, Will Hannigan. And why am I blanking on names? Too much mushrooms. I can't remember <laughs> the names right now. But there are some really funny comics out there. There's a new, there's Celeste Lampa. Do you know Celeste? No. She's Filipino, one of the funniest yeah? people I, like I know. Lisa Baker. She's uh, Lisa Baker's out in Edmonton. Um, there's a girl that I find very funny, Alicia Snyder. She's Mike, very Mikey new. Mikey Lynch, another. Oh, uh, yes. But he's on tour now for like eight months. He's a tour? YouTube sensation. Uh, just, just, just in Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're doing a, a, a Canadian tour, though. Yeah, I like, saw that. He yeah, and yeah, Brian and, and uh, Colin are doing a whole... Like, they go up to Fort McMurray and sell out a theater. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they find their noofs. They find their noofs. I uh, mean, that's what every comic has to do is just find your audience. Yeah. I uh, When I was in Calgary, they had uh, the Friday night show. I lost the Friday night show because they were doing a the all new fee that yeah their taste of home show yeah I didn't mind because I still got paid yeah so you I'm still like, get yeah, paid. yeah go, go do your thing whatever yeah. but uh, they they sold the place out yeah so good for them yeah I feel like Yuck Yucks is is changing finally with the times and it's not as strict and like you know we have to be able to make money mm-hmm. and if I'm not if I'm getting one club a month you can't. I, I've got yeah. to go out and find my own work. Yeah. If you throw me work, I won't have to do that. But, exactly. you know, you it's gotta just... you got to fill up your calendar, man. If, you do. If your employer is not going to do it, then yeah. what's going to stop you from doing it yourself? And, like, if yourself? I'm just com- comedy full-time, like, this is my job. I can't mm-hmm. be sitting at home three weekends out of the month. Yeah. I have to be doing something. I hear you. How's, uh, you, you're lined up for the summer, though? I find summer just fucking Summer's rough. Summer's sometimes good for me. Like, June was really rough, but July is good, and then I'm going out to the East Coast in a few weeks to do a little touring around. Halifax, and then the St. John Club? Yep. Got me St. John first, then Halifax, and then we have a show in Moncton, PEI, uh, Charlottetown, and somewhere else. Uh, who, 
Nice. Who set those up? Brittany Campbell. Sweet. She's just, I just I said, like her. She's nice. She put on her show in Halifax. Right? And I said to her, I'm like, listen, uh, you can tour with me if you set up some shows. You know, we'll both Perfect. make money. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking to make a fortune, but like, as long as we both make some money and like, you can open for me at all the shows and it's great. And I remember having all that drive when I was younger yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, I would book a whole tour if it meant that I got to open for a comic for mm-hmm. a week. So now that's me asking. For- <laughs> yeah. And she did an amazing job and she did a lot of work, a lot of work. Like, I, I hope this all pays off for her and I hope she's happy, but she's also really funny and East Coast is a great place for comedy, too. Well, if you're out in the East Coast, find McGee. Find me. You got a website? Uh, plug that at it's the end if you KathleenMcGee.ca. Do you, do you update it? Every once in a once, year. Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have websites? I have one. Um, uh, Kira made it for me. Yeah. And I don't even know if she updates it. Like, yeah. I don't go on it. I like It's just there to... Yeah. Be there. Yeah. I, someone made mine for me and they uh, apparently, but I don't think I've ever seen it updated. <laughs> so I don't know. I, but I use Facebook and I'll, I always post stuff on Instagram. It's my favorite one, I guess. But yeah, like yeah. I always post dates and stuff. Yeah. On there. It's, it's they'll, they'll find nobody's checking websites. It's everything. Social media. Kids these days do not check websites. No, 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 no. Unless it's an app. They just have to touch one button. They use apps and they yeah. eat ass. That's all they do these days. That's all these little brats do yeah, these days. Man, I, I uh, I don't get the old. Uh, I'm glad I missed the eat ass generation. That's all I have to say. I, I caught it on the way out, uh, on my way out of that generation. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, I know. But I had a girl, that was her go to. She did it to you or she wanted you to do it to her? Oh, I never did it to her. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I did it, I think, to my ex wife. Really? Yeah, this is a long time ago. You licked her butthole? Licked her, licked it clean. Licked it clean? <laughs> I hope it was clean before. Yeah, it You're was. You're <laughs> oh, Just take a shit so we can get this thing started. Oh, my God. I want to go to Flavortown. I want to go to Flavortown. This, I'm going to give you a Guy Fieri. <laughs> Honey, we're, we're going for Indian food, and then you're going to take oh a my shit God. on my chest. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. No toilet paper needed tonight. Um, I mean, as slutty as I am, I'm not an ass girl. I don't like anything near my butt, in my butt, around my butt. I've never enjoyed... You can grab my butt, but don't mm-hmm. put anything in it. I've, I've never enjoyed being in that in that hole. You know what I always it's the think? wrong hole. Because everyone's like, well, it's tighter. I'm like, do you want me to give you a really tight hand job? I can give you the tightest hand job of your life. I'll pop the top off yes, that fucking thing. Yes, <laughs> but I'm not letting... That's not going... No, I've only done it like once or twice as birthday gifts. That's it. <laughs> it's not a thing I do. Uh, I, I got in trouble for calling girls that fucking the ass damaged. I just, there, nothing feels better than a vagina. Right? Right? It's, it's, it's a great, great feeling. I mean, if... I don't know how it feels from your end, but from my end, it feels pretty fucking I good. I mean, most dicks feel good. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> some you can't feel at all. <laughs> some you can't feel at all. Some you're just like, what? <laughs> I had this one guy, it looked like a chunky can. I'm like, I can't even... I don't, like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never had that problem with it. Good, I, I, good. I, I slide right in. <laughs> <laughs> I just shoehorn it in a little bit and just guide it in. I have one of those long shoehorns from Ikea. <laughs> I don't know if I actually have two of those. But Dick size does One at the front matter. door, one at the back door. Yeah? You like a big cock? I have a girl likes a pretty good cock, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what my girl likes then, because... <laughs> but as long as there's a good I'm, I'm personality sitting, sitting attached right on that average right? point. <laughs> if, there's a, if you've got an average cock and a good personality, you're fine. It's still good. Good. It's good. still good. Yeah. All right.
night. What's this? Uh, what's this date tattooed on your arm here? Oh, oh two twenty one seventeen. Uh, this date is very important to me. Uh, this is uh, the day that McDonald's started serving twenty four hour breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know I had this tattoo? No, I did not know you had that. Uh, McDonald's sent me a package. <laughs> like, I, it tweeted oh, wait, I think I saw. out. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, I was getting media phone calls. <laughs> like, I was doing radio interviews. And uh, they sent me a package with, like, two pillowcases with sausage McMuffins on them. And, That's like, hilarious. coffee mugs. And they're like, you're our hero. And I made my life. But, yeah, like, it changed my life. You've got a few bad tats, though, don't you? Or not bad. I uh, love just, them. Uh, Great tattoos. What's this thing on your... You have a huge face on your leg. I oh, know that. Well, I have Shelly Long on my hip. Shelly Long. <laughs> and I have Gilda Radner and Miss Piggy here. And then I have like a bunch of junk food. And it says a, mi- a minute on the lips forever on the hips. <laughs> and I have left and right on my feet. Just so you know, right? Yeah. And I'm, my next tattoo that I really want to get... Because uh, Ralph Wiggum is my favorite Simpsons nice. character. I want to get him on my lower back saying, I choo choo choose you. <laughs> like, I know he didn't say it. I know it was the card, I know, I know, but I, know, I still... But he, del- he does still say it, though. He says it's... It's true. Uh, yeah. It's true. And there's a picture of a train on it. <laughs> 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 I just think that'd be cute on the lower back. That'd be nice. You should get, like, a film strip of... When his heart actually breaks. <laughs> that would be <laughs> frame by frame. That's a really good tattoo, actually. That's a really just fun tattoo. Like- <laughs> just like a bunch of Ralph Ralph yeah. Ralph Wiggum's going along. I think I'm gonna get um Mary Catherine Gallagher. Because I get I'm I'm getting all funny women on my leg. Okay. And I think I'm gonna get uh Superstar with sniffing her fingers. Oh, nice. I think that'd be really funny. So you like you enjoy these tattoos? You don't regret any of them? Because I have of them. one I actually have two tattoos, but one on my leg is yeah. the shittiest, stupidest, fucking bad tattoo. Like, look at this thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an awful tattoo. Fuck that's a four-leaf four clover. clover. Very lucky. I have, like, my first tattoo, I kind of regret. It just is, like, it says, well-behaved women rarely make history, and that's kind of, like, lame. But Well, it's not lame, but anyway. But then I got a, this bird tattoo uh, because I had a crush on this guy, and his friend gave it to me, but he was a new tattoo. It's just not <laughs> ugly, but it's just, like... I don't love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But well, yeah. that's the thing. I was thinking, I'm like, I should just cover this thing up. Yeah. But there's nothing I'm passionate about enough yeah. to cover it up with. So that's I'm true. Like, I'm just like, what the hell? Find something that you're passionate about. I did look at a, I looked at a, um, a Walter Sobchak tattoo the other day. Who's that? It's uh, John Goodman's character from The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like him pointing the gun, and it was like huge. I'm like, I could maybe put that on my leg, and I ran up by here. She's like, don't t- ever fucking Well, the thing it. is, people think I'm crazy. Like, I'm sure they're listening to me like, Shelly Long on your, what a fucking <laughs> idiot. But then when you see the tattoo, like my friend. I'm rewatching Cheers right now. She's yeah, great. she's, she's great. amazing. Yeah. But I loved Shelly Long when I was a little girl. Like, it's, mm-hmm. she was just a comedian that I watched, and I thought it was cool to be a funny lady. But then my friend who does these, his name's Tony Sklepik. And he's incredible. Like, it's... They're very well done tattoos. They're really good tattoo. If you're going to get a portrait tattoo, you need to have a really good person do it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it can look awful. Oh, I, I love looking at shitty tattoos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's like, oh, there's that an Instagram that's up. like tattoos as restaurants or something. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I, gotta, I can look it up right now. It, it's so funny. My friend told me about it. This is terrible uh, radio right now. It's all right. Tattoos. Do you find it hot in here, Alex? What's going on? Never Sleep Studio fucking uh, can't pay for their air conditioning? 
die in here, man. I'm it dying. is hot in here. Yeah, There's see, also a our bed guest in is here. You want to take a nap? Is this where you sleep? <clears throat> no, that's his bedroom right there. Oh my god. That's is this just like a that, eh? huh? Whoa, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll find it. I'll send it to you guys. You can find it. You can tag it's my favorite tattoo account. All right. And it's like there's lots of shitty tattoo <clears throat> accounts. But why is there a bed in here? This is uh in case you get for guests. In, in case you get a little uh, you know, sleepy during yeah. the uh, podcast. Yeah. And um yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there's a bed in here. Ask Alex. For guests. He said it's for guests. Do you have many guests? Yes. <laughs> he has yeah. lots of guests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had a second bedroom, <clears throat> if I was single and I hooked up with guys, I'd be like, hey, can you go sleep in the guest room now? Because I'm not a cuddler at all. I, um, well, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I, I get sent down to the basement a lot uh, to, yeah. to sleep on the couch. Are um, you a snorer? Yeah. Yeah. But we have a second bedroom, uh, but she doesn't even want me going in there because it's by our she's like no go downstairs oh my god that's so funny i don't know about like i don't think it's weird i don't think a lot of couples sleep in the same bed together i know my boyfriend is very uh i don't want to say a a bad word he's not needy but he just likes sleeping next to me Mm -hmm. and i like sleeping in my own bed and then he (laughs) takes offense to it but it's like no it's not so what's the sleeping situation we sleep in the same bed but you just don't like it usually i'll just get up in the middle of the night and go to the second bedroom really yeah Plus our dogs, I've, I'm bad. I let them sleep in the bed with us. So my one dog, he will like sleep horizontal and that can. Kira gives a very large section of our bed to the cat. Mm-hmm. And um, I sleep on the edge of the bed, almost falling Good. off. Good. Uh, but I, I, it's so weird because I've just become accustomed. Yeah. To, I'm just like hanging off the side of the bed. Most my boyfriend of fell out of the bed the other night and I didn't know people could, I knew children could do that, but we just heard a, I just heard a bam and then a, oh, I'm like, I'm like what happened? He's like, I fell out of the bed. I've like, fallen out of the bed, but I, um, I flail my arms a lot. Oh, are you a, like a flailer yeah, and, as like, you sleep? Yeah, I wake up. If I've left anything on the nightstand, it's on the floor. The are you for real? Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. you ever like smacked her in the face once by accident? I think I hit her once by accident when I was sleeping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just uh, at my family's cottage and uh, the one bedroom has this glass lamp beside it. and You knocked it over. No, but I've hit it a few times. Yeah. And I'm like, that thing's going down eventually. Yeah. So. I'm, How, why are you such a flailer? I don't know, man. I just. Do, uh, you, do you like, are, do you have sleep apnea where you like wake up not breathing? Definitely got sleep apnea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a machine. I should. My brother got one. My mom got one. They both had it. Yeah, my and brother and dad have one. They both said it's changed their life. Yeah, I, I hear it does very good things for you because it just changes everything. You actually get real sleep. Yes. Um, like it. Uh, you feel rested when yeah, you wake up. Like people like will lose weight because they're yeah. You just start living a better life with yes, it. Yes, and, and it's, it's just, really bad for your heart. To uh, have sleep apnea or the yeah. machine? To, <laughs> no, to have sleep apnea. It's very bad because you're like basically dying throughout the night. <laughs> like you just wake yourself up every so often. So I don't know. This has got very serious. I don't yeah. want you to. I just don't want you to die, Jeff Paul. Um, nobody does. Well, a few people do. A few people do. Where did uh, you grew up in Edmonton? Then yeah, I grew up in Edmonton. Siblings? I have an older brother, yeah. and I have a stepsister and two half brothers. Two halfers. Hey? Yeah, it's a weird old family. Yeah, big yeah. old family. You get along with everyone. Yeah, the I get steps along too. Yeah, I don't see them like very often, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we Just get along. Holidays, family holidays. Yeah, 
Everyone's still in Edmonton? Yeah, everyone pretty much. I have some cousins that were living in Vancouver, so that was cool when I was out there. Mm-hmm. How long did you live in Vancouver? I lived there for four years. Okay. I lived here for four years. I'm like a four-year-er. All right. I tried to make LA four years, but I couldn't. <laughs> and then when I came back over the border, they would not <laughs> let me back in. <laughs> How but, long were you down in LA? Well, I did it once before I moved to Toronto. I was there for about six months, and I ran out of money. And then the last time... I was there for about six months and I ran out of money and I went to go work and then mm-hmm. I came back and they're like, you can't come back because you, you're bad. No. <laughs> Bastards. Bastards. Uh, can you- but now everybody's getting a green card. <clears throat> Yeah, it's uh, it's trending these days. How, like, I, I mean, I wrote, I... I wrote a letter today for a green... Well, I got a letter sent to me. I put my signature yeah. on it and then sent it back to the person. Yes. Um, That's all you I have to correct do. it is awful grammar. <laughs> Pavone. <gasps> oh yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, read. Yeah. I was like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> Actually, I didn't even. Does he have it. a form letter? I, I don't know. I sent it to Kira. I was like, "Can you punch this up?" I'm like, "I'm way too busy right now." Yeah, and she's very good at that thing. Like, yeah, she's uh, she does most of our um, like if we need to write something yeah. or anything. Like she helps me uh, run the Icebreakers Festival. Yeah, and she's always the professional one you go to to be like, "Hey, can you can you make this sound? Yeah, good? yeah. How do you, how can do I politely tell smart? this guy to fuck off?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. You run a festival. That's aw- is it hard? Um, yeah, it's sometimes. I have my ideas of. I have an but, idea for Edmonton. So. Yeah, do do something. Do they have I, some. They have a they, fest there. Where's YYC Fest? Is that that's Edmonton Calgary. Or Calgary? They have the Edmonton Comedy Fest, but it's <clears throat> it's more of a corporate comedy festival, and mm-hmm. it, it just brings in older acts. And like, there's never like I don't want to offend anyone that's ever done it, but it's not really a hip comedy festival. And they don't really utilize the Edmonton comedians that much. So I want to do one. I don't want to say it. What if someone steals my idea? Then they do all the work. That's fine. (laughs) I just want to do one on this area called White Ave because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shows down there anyway. And I just want to bring in a few comics and then have, and then have the other comics around, like have stuff to do and find a liquor sponsor and get fucked up. (laughs) I got, I got a, a beer. A wine and a cider sponsor. Oh my god! And uh, I think we're gonna we're going after a whiskey sponsor now. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't know, booze is the best sponsorship because they just yeah they want to get their name out there. They want their product poured at the shows. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's a running festival. It's not that hard. It's uh, it's a lot of work. But it is a lot if of work. you if you're enjoying it, it's not that bad. Yeah. And if like we usually sell out, so it's not that stressful. Yeah. Um, but you, you get a little stressed wondering if it is, you're like, oh, well, why aren't people? Are people going to come? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, it's always the last week because nobody's, nobody buys tickets fucking months in advance. No. And so nobody does that. The last week you're like, what the fuck's going on? Except yeah. when we do our CBC shows there, they, those sell out quick. Do you and do like the debaters and No, LOL? we just do, uh, just LOL. Yeah. And it's, um, all the gray hairs come out. Yeah. And it, uh, it was funny because, um, we, we tried to, we had a new venue last year. We're like, well, we'll throw an after party at the venue and everything. And like, they all looked just beat from being out at 11 o'clock yeah. by the end of the show. And they're like walking out with their gray hair and some like canes and everything. I was like, oh yeah, CBC crowds. Yeah. They don't, uh, they don't stick around to party. That's not the demographic <laughs> that I would want at my festival. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what the Edmonton Comedy Festival mm-hmm. is. And it's for that demographic. But I would like to bring younger. Well, it's just one show uh, for the CBC. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like. Like, I still pick the lineup, and I, I don't know, I, I pick who I want yeah. to hang out with for a weekend. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, and thanks like, for never inviting me. I appreciate it. <laughs> we have uh, zero travel money. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, <laughs> So I... it's, uh, <laughs> it's we, we just get people from Toronto yeah. because you don't have to fly them in, and uh, it's just, 
I don't know. You can see Niagara Lake from here. Look at the window. Can you for real? Yeah, it's right across the right across the oh, lake. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. It's quaint. It's so quaint. It is a beautiful re- area. One year I booked uh, the Friday show. There was like eight comics. Yeah. And I booked them and then realized not a single one of them had a car. Oh, no. Yeah. So I had, uh, my dad's got this huge van. Yeah. I had to like drive up and meet everybody at a subway stop. I'm like, Could everybody- any of them drive? No. <laughs> See, I have a huge problem with with comedians that don't get a driver's license. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, it's... A, a, I hate you that. You work on the road. I hate That's that so much. Is. When people are like, oh, I don't have a driver's license. I'm like, oh, you're not ever coming on the road with me yeah. then. Because if I have you to drive take turns 12 driving, hours... Yeah. Like, uh, you... You're gonna have to rent a car. Yeah. Like it's you. It's an essential thing you yeah. should have. There's, there's just in a fucking few. life general. Not even being a comedian. Well, I had this one. I'm not gonna name names, but I did Kelowna <laughs> with them, and she uh, did not have there. That might break it down. She did not have a license, mm-hmm. and she was kind of demanding. And then uh, Kelowna to Edmonton is about ten hours. Yeah. And so. Uh, and we did Williams Lake first, which is up north, and then we had to drive down. It was a lot of driving, and I was doing all the driving. And then she informed me that she wasn't coming back to Edmonton. She was flying from Kelowna to Toronto. And I was like, oh. So I had to drive back from Kelowna. So Ten I, hours alone. Now I'm like, when I book openers, I'm like, do you have a license? You have to have a license. If you don't have a license, you're not a grown-up, and you're not allowed to come on this grown-up road trip. Because mm-hmm. I can't stand it. And people, I'm scared of driving. Well, then too fucking bad. You're... I, uh, You're not coming on the road. I always love when they're getting out of your car and say, I'll email you some gas money. Oh, my God. You never fucking hear from them again. <laughs> the only people that actually will pay gas money are other drivers. Mm-hmm. If people don't have a license, they don't understand how much it costs. Yeah. They don't get it. Well, I have one person like... Uh, they're like, well, the gas wasn't that expensive. I'm like, yeah, but the fucking car, the, yeah. the insurance, yeah. the fucking oil changes. Having a car is fucking expensive. Yeah. Just because I put... 20 bucks of gas in that doesn't mean it just cost 20 bucks to get there yeah you know? yeah so it is a huge bono contender with gas money and like i remember i worked with a headliner once and he's like i always pay all the gas money and like when you headline you should too but i don't make enough money to do that i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not that i don't do do as many <clears throat> corporates as that guy did but there should be a standard across the industry and just base it on like kilometers yeah like i drove you 100 kilometers that's uh, 10 bucks yeah drive you 200 kilometers 20 bucks yeah like it's I don't know. I usually just split gas. Like, I will say, well, we'll just split gas at the end. I'll keep the receipts. We'll figure out how much. Because, I mean, out west, you're driving a lot more than you yeah, drive yeah, out yeah. here. Like, you're driving, There are, there's often 10-hour drives. There's a lot of people, like, that get it. That, like, if I'm driving, they're like, oh, you're driving, gas is on me. Yeah. Just because they understand yeah. the other costs. And they're like, and you're driving. Yes. So let me just take care of this. And those are the good ones. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's and, a nice thing to say. But, yeah, mm-hmm. comics that don't pay gas money... Tell me who they are, and I will never work with them. I actually I have a list you. in my phone. I want to see this list because I, because I don't want to <laughs> like encourage. If you don't pay me, guys, I'll throw you on this list. I don't want to encourage bad behavior. That's bad behavior. That's part of your job is for to split the travel costs. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. And I was told when I started to like comics. They talk if oh like oh somebody so and so stiffs me every fucking time oh there are names that come up all the time like mm-hmm. there are a few regular non gas payers that I've heard already mm-hmm. and I never really worked with them that much but I'm like okay I'm never working with them because yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. pay gas money yeah no that's the worst thing that's the rudest thing you can do I, uh, that and fart in a car and lock the windows <laughs> <laughs> that's rude <laughs> Christina <funny. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah very funny there's a i won't name names there's a comic um we just 
we don't get along. Yeah. Um, we actually, we're very civil to each other, but we just, we don't like each other. Yeah, that happens. Or he doesn't like me and I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, uh, we get booked so much together. Oh, that sucks. And we have never been in a car together. Cause you just we don't, won't we, we just don't talk. Yeah. We just like, yeah. See you there. <laughs> oh, I mean, there are people that, um, I refuse to drive places like, yeah. like this person got put on a gig late and, um, I was driving and he goes, uh, can, uh, how do I get there? And I'm like, I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. Like there, I, 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 there's been times I'm like, I'm not even going to answer that message. Yeah. I go, I see who's calling. Fuck but this you. is what, this is why I like comedy because first of all, it's very humbling. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you go from having a giant theater show to the club the next night for 15 people. Mm-hmm. So you can't really get too much of an ego. I mean, people do, but you, it won't last. Well, that's what I always, uh, you're doing the Toronto club this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I always call the, the Sunday shows the humbler. Yeah. Because you like go Friday, Saturday, Great. sold out shows, yeah. fucking rip the place apart. And then you show up Sunday and there's 50 people. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck. 50 me. people. That's even too much. <laughs> I like even like 20. Yeah. It is. It is the humbler. You're right. But it, everything corrects itself in comedy, I feel. What? So people that are dicks will eventually get flushed out. Mm-hmm. Maybe not right away, but eventually no one's going to want to work with them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what I love about stand-up is like, as much as it's an independent thing, we are a community that is pretty good to each other and and word gets around pretty fast in these communities. So if you are a shithead on the road or you're just not a fun person to work with, you're not going to work very much. There's, there's not people I refuse to work with. Like, there's a lot of people at Yucks that have a don't work list. But oh, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. But the thing is, like, I will just not travel with that person. I'm like, okay, I'm working with this person. I'll just, I'm not giving them a ride. Yeah. I'll go do the show and I'll fuck off. And people are like, well, you should, it's part of it. You have to give that person a ride. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. I do not have to give anybody a ride. I could go by myself every single night. Yeah. James Kennedy (sighs) took me on his motorcycle. (laughs) James Kennedy's in Vancouver and he's like this like, He's like a cool dude comic. Like he's just this really cool, chill guy. And uh, he has a motorcycle and he's like, do you want to take the motorcycle? I'd never been on a motorcycle. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And then I couldn't keep my head from like flying back. <laughs> I was like, motorcycles aren't fun. He's like, Where's oh. the fucking headrest? <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, I was going 160. I was like, what? Jesus. I was like, you, you can't do that with me. I didn't know. <laughs> He was That's going fast. so fast. And then it was freezing on the way home, so I did not enjoy those motorcycle rides. But I love James Kennedy, so mm-hmm. whatever. You had but to wrap don't... your arms around in the hallway? Yes, I had to. Just was... to keep warm. Yeah, just to keep warm. <laughs> what a hor- I mean, what a horrible experience to wrap your arms around James Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun, but uh, I didn't... I didn't know we were going that fast. It was scary. What was life like growing up in Edmonton? I was very... White yeah, and normal. White, middle class. Middle class. Religion? We weren't religious. My dad is Buddhist now. My mom has never been religious. Buddhist. That's a weird one to pick, eh? Yeah. He's always been like a little bit mm-hmm. in that kind of realm. Like he, he's always done yoga and he's a vegan. It's really weird. You would never be able to pick my dad out in a crowd. Really? Because we're not, we don't have a lot of similarities. <laughs> you still get along with your folks? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still get along with them. Uh, as long as I don't have to live with my mom, because we will kill, we kill each other. But uh, no, I had like a very normal, like middle class. Like we were probably like one of the, I went to a really nice school. And like, I mean, a lot of the kids that went there were super rich, but I we were not. Mm-hmm. But I did get to go to my friend's house. She had an indoor pool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> indoor pool. Indoor pool. But yeah, it was a very like... It's so funny because I, um, there were no black people 
in my in Edmonton. In Edmonton, are there any yet? Oh yeah, there's a huge black community <coughs> now. Good, but no, like when I was growing up, like I knew Jewish kids, I knew white kids, and I knew Asian kids, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, there were some East Indian kids, but it's it was a really white town. So uh, actually, in high school is when there were actually black people there, and I started hanging out with all the black girls because they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they were the most fun, and uh, they. I tried to be cool, but I was not. <laughs> I, I was not as cool as these girls or as pretty as these girls. But I tried. I tried. I, I wish I could have the confidence that they had. Sometimes they're amazing. But yeah, right. it was yeah. weird. Like I had. Uh, we always had one black guy. Yeah. But it was. N- we had different black guys throughout my school, but they were never at the same time. Yeah. Like one would leave. And then one would show up in another grade, and you're yeah. like, did, did, did they send the other one? <laughs> like, it's what? so weird how, like, some of the, these towns were, like, so whitewashed. Like, the prairies was very Oh, Niagara Lake is extreme. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, like, white, rich yeah. white. Well, not right now, because they, 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 they bring in their uh, people of color in the summer. Yeah. Um, to, to do... Uh, to to uh, work the farms. What? Migrant workers. My buddy's farm... I used to work on my buddy's farm. Yeah. He had, at one point... He had about a thousand acres of peaches. Whoa! And he had two hundred and fifty migrant workers. Oh my god! And like they they bring them, they house them. Yeah. And uh, like they, we used to go. We'd after like the season, we'd go in and clean out the uh, the we called them quarters. Yeah. I guess. And uh, they wasn't good living. No. But these guys love it because they come here for a few months, make some money, <clears throat> make some money. And the thing is with migrant workers is um, half their paycheck uh, goes to I, I guess some sort of government, uh, like on their end. Yeah. Like, like these guys come in from Jamaica. So half their paycheck every week goes to like their liaison and they don't get that until they go back to Jamaica. Oh, okay. So it's like, uh, it's an incentive, uh, not to run. Yeah. Cause a lot of them just get up here. And want to stay. Yeah. And then they take off and they just kind of yeah live here as uh, illegal immigrants. And yeah, I remember one day I was supposed to pick one guy up because he was getting shipped to another farm like his peach season ended and apple season starts after yeah. that and there was like this apple farm up north and my job i was gonna have to drive four hours drop this guy off drive four hours back that was my day i showed up and the guy was he had split. gone yeah oh <clears throat> and I had, to, I had to call my boss i'm like yeah he's, he's gone and i'm like well get the weed whacker out there <laughs> i'm like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to do this work <laughs> You're going to have to do this. It's, yeah, I don't know. Immigration is such a weird thing. Like, I have my own immigration problems. I was an illegal alien, Mm -hmm. I guess, in America. (laughs) They didn't put me in a cage. But I'm a white woman, so. Uh, But... Yeah, I, it's a. I think it's so fucked up. I think it's so awful that that all these places are trying to stop people from leaving terrible circumstances mm-hmm. and trying to make. And is, is America this is how built, North America? Like, yeah, was built. All of America. Yes, we all came from Canada. Somewhere else. All of us. We were all built on immigrants and people coming to have a better life. And mm-hmm. now the people who were the immigrants are now better than everybody else. And like, I need to. I'm an American, but you're not a real American. Well, it's, it's weird because like uh, in Canada, they they rely on immigration f- just for the economy. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, we need to get X amount of people yeah. into the country. It's so big. A- into the workforce, stuff like that. And they like they want so many. They I don't know. They yeah. just want to keep coming. Yeah. And that's fine. I love it, man. I love I love that you can eat any kind of food on any street in Toronto. Toronto is like one of the best 
places in the world because you like there's just so much good food here mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. it is a good food city yeah. multiculturalism is fucking awesome it's awesome and canada's always been a multicultural country and, and if, america's always been a melting pot and this is what's happening mm-hmm. now but that's the problem with what they were oh, assimilate to mm-hmm. do this and mm-hmm. now you're an american you're not italian anymore you're an american now you're not this yeah. you're an american now. it's it's a problem and like did you see those little children having to defend themselves <laughs> i don't know if that's staged or what it is but like i was just horrified it's, by it it's very t- weird time it's such a weird Lord. time and like people that i just can't believe that people are okay with this happening there are people that are okay with this happening it's crazy uh, the uh like the middle america mentality is it's insane it's awful like it's just I don't whatever I don't want to get in I'm no. not a political guy. I know I'm not either do you know what I think <clears throat> they should start doing especially in Canada with all this land they should start building new cities like I know and make them right make them right <laughs> but I'm Let's surprised move that Toronto just like uh, about 200 kilometers down the lake <laughs> right Let's start it over <laughs> well Vancouver is going to be unlivable like it is literally going to be a town where rich people go and nobody can serve them because there mm-hmm. are no uh, service workers because they can't afford to live yeah, there anymore. It's, it's very it's, expensive. It's turning into this like really weird. Like my boyfriend was in a restaurant industry there, and everyone's quitting and leaving. The thing I didn't like about Vancouver is it just it's so dead once the sun it's, goes down. It's a boring city. Like it's, even Vancouver calls themselves what is what do they call them like dead city or boring city? It's uh it's a daytime city. It is. Like everyone gets up, goes in nine a.m. and you fucking run out, go to the beach, do whatever. Yeah. I was there for a couple of weeks on tour, and I was getting up every day at like two, three in the afternoon. Yeah, and then you're like. By the time you get out of the house, everyone's gone. Yeah, it's dead. It's yeah, it's not especially in the winter time. Like summertime, it gets a little bit more. People out on patios or Granville Street is very busy. Mm-hmm. But winter time, it's like raining, <coughs> gray, and dead. And a lot of people are like you move back to Edmonton, you're gonna be so cold. But I'm fine with the cold as long as there is built sunshine. Built for the cold. I'm built for the cold, and I want sunshine. You don't get mm-hmm. any sun in the winter in Vancouver, and it's re- it really does affect your mood. Yeah. It was really like. <laughs> Almost all the comics there want to kill themselves. More than any Toronto comics. Hey, hey comics everywhere want to kill themselves, all right? But a lot in Vancouver. And it's it's a seasonal thing. Oh, yeah. Um, what? Uh, how'd you get into comedy? Just I just, uh, I got dumped. And I was doing nothing. I was sad. How old were you? 24. Okay. And uh, the boy that dumped me, uh, I told him I wanted to do stand-up. And he was like, why? That's dumb. <laughs> so then I just like started doing stand up. Like I emailed a stand up comedian. I'm like, how do you do this? And he's like, come down to Yuck Yucks. And so I started going Tuesday nights. They had their amateur night and they always had a draw. And I think like my third time there, I got the spot. And then I was like, oh God, I don't want to do it. And some guy's like, okay, I'll take it. I'm like, no, 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 I'll do it. Because <laughs> comics are just like little vultures, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Like the first, I miss those first two, three years of comedy when it's actually really fun and you're meeting your core group of friends. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I had the best guys. I, there were a couple girls, but not really. I was just had a really great core group of guys and some are still doing it. Some are not, but yeah, it was so fun. This is Edmonton. Then. Edmonton. Nice. Yeah. And how long did you stay there until you uh, made the big move to, you went to LA first? I went to LA first. I think it was like four years in maybe. And I went because my mom had a friend that lived in Garden Grove and she said I could live there for free. So I lived there and drove in every day. It was. It's that far? It was Garden like an Grove? hour. Okay. I, the only thing I know. Sublime about song. Grove, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I took a trip to Garden Grove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That comes to every... If you were in high school in the 90s, you know exactly what we're talking about. What year were you born? Uh, 81. Okay. That was 1980. Okay, so you're a year older than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I get, get it. We're getting up there, kid. We are getting up there. I, I have so many jokes about feeling old now, but... And people are like, you're only 37. I'm like, but I'm feeling old. What about... Uh, <laughs> You and the boyfriend got uh, plans for kids? I don't know. You don't know yet? He really wants them, and I still want to die of alcoholism in Hollywood, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, priorities, right? Priorities. Yeah. I mean, I do need new material. It has crossed my mind, but I still do want to go to this, try to get a, a visa. I don't think I would get a... I don't want to live there. Yeah, I don't want to live there either. I just want to be like able to I'd like to have the visa so work. you can dip in. I just want to be able to work there, go and do a tour and mm-hmm. work there. And so I can work up here and work down there. I don't want to live there. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a different country. Yeah. I, I, America's it's really a scary, odd. Scary it's scary. Right it's, but it's, it's not very, always going to be like that. There's, I don't know. Hopefully. Next, I hope hopefully something happens. But I don't know. It's such a wishy-washy country. And there's such a battle between, I call it good and bad, but people say left and right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's <clears> such a battle between that now and you can't know, be left anywhere. The so bad, eh? The, le- <laughs> the far left is awful. Just to, when people are far left, they're just as bad as the people on the far right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're wrecking it for the rest of us who just have good morals. And like, you think that you are, your your morals are the only morals. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, uh religion cra- clouds people's minds yeah. like it's i don't know man my whole motto is just don't fuck with other people just be nice be a nice guy yeah. enjoy shit yeah. don't fucking be an asshole don't be an asshole that should be a law <clears throat> mm-hmm. don't be an asshole and just i don't know it's just so weird it's it, there's so much anger out there and like mm-hmm. i was joking too about how like i mean like i remember i'm like i feel I'm like, girl, fat girls these days are lucky because they're like told they're beautiful all the time. <laughs> and we were never, even if we were beautiful, we were never told we were beautiful. But now they're prancing around in bikinis and like wearing their crop tops and being like, fuck you. And if someone says you're fat, they're evil. And I'm just like, God, I wish I was born a little bit later. I could have been a, I could have been an influencer. Did you get teased a lot? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, used, yeah. I was a big kid. Yeah. I got teased a lot. But. Honestly, oh, that's six what one gave too. me. That's, uh, and I'm 6'1", yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, when I dances, guys would dance with me because they could put their head. And I got boobs <laughs> in grade three. I got boobs in grade three. Getting motorboated at elementary school yeah, dances. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was a big girl. And like, uh, but my sense, that's how I developed my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I wasn't that size, I would have never been who I am today because of it, because I had to develop a sense of humor because otherwise I wouldn't get invited to parties, but I did get invited to parties because I was funny yeah. and entertaining. And I think that everybody, that's how they find. It's so weird. Like, cause, uh, being a fat guy, yeah. um, my friends are fucking ruthless. Yeah. And like, oh, especially comics. <clears throat> they're so yeah, mean. yeah. And even like, I don't know, like you get called fat, like yeah. just by random people. And, yeah. And you're just like, okay. Well, you know the Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura fat war? Like, you know how they... So, there are these comics in the States, and they're both... Well, Tom lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. but Burt's like a bigger guy, and... Um, Burt's one takes his shirt off all the time. Yeah. yeah. The machine. So, we... Uh, I did the Stampede two years ago, and it was like Ari Shafir, Burt Kreischer, and um, Matt Edgar, and the other guy, Dave. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but... He was just, that whole thing was starting where they were calling each other fat. And I'm like, I could see it was hurting his feelings. <laughs> and it probably was like, it, like. 
I don't. There's no way it can't hurt your feelings, you know. I've never been offended by it. I remember the first. I some guy called me fat. A bouncer called me fat. Yeah. One time he's like, "You fat fuck," and that was the first time I was ever like hey. called fat, and I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. <laughs> but like that, I was. I think 18 years old. Now yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that is still one of the only things that like is really taboo, even though it's not as taboo as it was anymore. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, like fat people are very discriminated against, like especially really fat people. I always say that I, I, like, I have license to make fun of fat people being a yeah. fat person. You're not even fat though. I Well, you should see me last year. I think I'm, yeah. down, I'm down like 20 pounds from last year, but it's like, I don't even, I'm feel... a short guy. That's uh, very chunky. Yeah. Like if I, I feel if I was on dating websites, I could put curvy and no one would be shocked when I showed up. Yeah. Right. Cause like, you know, those big girls will sometimes yeah. write curvy and yeah. it's like, not really, but okay. What are you, what are you BBW? Is that... <laughs> My, I guess big, I'm, yeah, beautiful B- woman. <laughs> that term creeps me out. It really creeps me out. But but then once, uh, but then Drake sings about liking BBWs. I'm like, okay, I love him. So, yeah. I'd much rather be loved by someone like Drake than some like shitty douchebag that only mm-hmm. wants to date girls that fit inside of his hands <laughs> like this. Yeah, I mean, tiny girls are just, it's weird. But that's Especially the Being thing a bigger like, guy, you, you're just like, well, I think that that's why you? it's getting better for, for bigger people. It's like, we're finally allowed. Like, mm-hmm. there's all these, always guys that were attracted two bigger girls, mm-hmm. but they were never allowed to like admit it or bring those girls out because their friends would make fun of them. But like, there's a plenty of men that are into a woman that has like, some men are like into the morbidly obese women, mm-hmm. but you know, <clears throat> it's just like, it, it's kind of cool. Cause everyone can be sort of what they want to be into now. I remember, um, <clears throat> disgraced comedian, uh, Sean Emony oh, God. had a joke about how he's just going to give up and eventually just wait till he's somebody's fetish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've heard that joke. That's a, Sean Emony was so funny. Yeah. But you know, but yeah, he did some, put some things weird in girls' things. drinks and pulls his penis out. Nobody knows what happened for sure, but <laughs> he didn't stick around to defend himself. He was just like allegations came out and he just disappeared. You know what I will say about that though? Um, it's the same way I feel about the whole Louis CK thing. He sort of like took responsibility for it. He t- and he is taking consequences for his actions. He had a CBC show that was going to shoot like yeah. a month before this stuff came out. And that sucks, but also mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's good he lost it if he's doing this shit. Like yeah. he got Yeah. The, it was what what happened? His fallout was a result of shitty yeah. shit. So, but Louis C.K. The thing I liked about what he said was that he said those women are telling the truth. And sometimes for women, that's like the one thing we just want to hear is just like, mm-hmm. "Thank you, I'm not just some drunk slut anymore that's lying about stuff." And yeah. he, and he's owned up to it and he's taking a break. Like I bet Sean Emmany will come back. It'd be nice. But he he's um his thing was because uh, Kira talked to him. Yeah. <clears throat> he said that comedy was never his passion. Yeah. So he, he's like, I'm just going to leave. He's like, this was never my goal. He's like, it was just something that helped me deal with my anxiety. Yeah. And he's like, so he's like, fuck it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he did. I don't. Fuck. Well, I, I think that the Me Too movement uh, needs to, or all this stuff, I think that we need to start forgiving and learning. Like, so everybody has issues and everybody's mm-hmm. done something bad and everybody's made a mistake. Some people's mistakes are bigger, but a lot of people that um, are being accused of these things have major um, either um, confidence issues. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what they say. Harvey Weinstein was always upset cause he was fat and ugly. Yeah. Um, 
and then they either have confidence issues or they could have had a really like molestation in their past and a lot of the times people that it happened to they become that way Mm -hmm. so there's just like a lot of stuff that i think that there's so much anger right now but i think that if we start like listening and just being a little bit more Okay, we can we can start talking again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and as long as you're not gonna whip your dick out and start jerking off in front of me without permission. And that's the thing is like guys are like, well, I can't do anything anymore. I'm like, no, you just have no, to be. You just be a civilized you have have permission. Person. Yeah, you said to be cool with it. And like, I can't jokingly flirt anymore. Blah blah blah. <laughs> guys have grabbed my tits, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Guys have done things to me that I don't give a shit. Guys, I've been raped though, but and it was awful by two guys. And it's it's like it's oh I have a whole thing about it. But um, there's so many guys that have been inappropriate to me, but I would never be. I don't want to destroy their careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're a guy that is forcing himself, that's a different. That's a whole different thing. You have problems, and mm-hmm. you need to get help. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the like. If someone's getting called out on shit they did twenty years ago, when you just didn't know better. Yeah, but look at Cosby. Yeah, but no, I'm not talking like like just uh, one illegal shit. I'm talking like you're inappropriate, and you're just like, okay, well, life is a whole learning process. Like, why am I getting in trouble because I grabbed a chick's ass? Yeah, twenty years. There's a difference between making somebody feel uncomfortable and raping them, and Mm -hmm. that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to uh, like understand. Is like, you know, I think that with sean he made a lot of people feel uncomfortable yeah and like, that's he's just more an awkward guy like i don't he's think, an awkward guy I don't think he just i just think he didn't know how to talk to girls i always liked him but um but then i heard some of the stuff that he he did to some of my friends and then you know like women have to be on each other's sides in comedy because we're never like mm-hmm. if you date a male comic and you break up the male comic gets all the friends <laughs> it's just the way it is i've seen it happen before and people can deny it all they want but i've seen it happen because we're always pitted against each other too mm-hmm. always i remember when claire belford started comedy in edmonton and one of the managers of a club was like kathleen what do you feel about pretty girls doing comedy i'm like what do you who cares what they look like and also are, but he funny. was like basically calling me ugly and i was like what like is why it okay are... if we put a pretty girl on before you she's yes. skinny too do you mind i know <laughs> but they're always trying to get us to fight each other or be jealous of each other and say, oh there's only one spot for a woman so you gotta all hate each other but i found that like the the women that i have i have a lot of trust in a few girls that um i'll always trust you know mm-hmm. and if there's a woman that isn't kind to other female comics it's really weird yeah i don't know it's just it it we need to be have each other's backs in this industry you can't be fighting all i don't time. even think it's got to be a women and against men having or like everyone should just have each other's backs everyone Fucking- should it's a small community but the thing that a lot of people don't bl- realize is there's a lot of people that call themselves comedians but they're not part of our community mm-hmm and it more than ever like i've all these names i'm like i don't know who any of these people are i've never heard of these people and they've done comedy three or four times and they're like i'm a comedian <laughs> and it's like well you're not really part of the community yeah i don't know maybe yeah. that's bitchy this is there vodka in this water i'm getting a little testy a lot of vodka here at never sleeps network how many times was that alex did i say it? i said it before i when i complained you about didn't the, say it enough i complained about the air conditioning the air conditioning. At Never Sleep Network. <laughs> That's the third time I said it. That's what we got to do here. We got to uh, we got to wrap this up. This has been a it's been a good hour. It's Did you enjoy fun. yourself? I always do, and this was very fun. It's good, a good conversation. Good. You're gonna get your podcast going back. Yeah, I will. I will. It's just a matter of interviewing people and All setting right. it up. All right, I throw just... throw uh, throw some plugs out there. Yeah, uh, my Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Kathleen underscore McGee. 
Snapchat is the Tits McGee. The I'm, Tits McGee. I got it when I thought Snapchat was for <laughs> sending today pictures safely. <laughs> that was years before all those face filters came along. Uh, and then like uh, my... My can podcast put, is Kathy. Can you put those filters mess. on your tits? Like, put like, do they have like nipple tassel no, filters? No, I, I literally have tried before. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Like, you have to have. But sometimes my, my friend has like a chest tattoo, and sometimes uh, you'll get a little one there because it looks like I don't know. It'll just find something. It's not even a face. It's just a chest tattoo. So it picks something up. But nice. yeah. And I have lots of episodes of Kathleen McGee is a hot mess. I think we're almost at a hundred. So yeah, find it out there. Go back and listen to it. It's fun. It's on. I cry it's a lot. on all the. All, like iTunes, I'm an everything, emotional where, person. Wherever you want to find it, you can uh, get it. Um, you're gonna be out east. A uh, few people listen out east, so uh, check out Kathleen. She's very funny. Thank you. Um, she's gonna be very funny tonight at the Dopin Mike. Yay! Which, I'm so excited. Which uh, which you can find me at every single Wednesday. So come check that out. We got a good month because it's JFL time. So all the uh, good comics. All, all the through. all the big comics are coming through to this test lineup's shit out. great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Great this week. Sorry, uh, sorry, all the listeners missed it because this comes out on Monday. Yeah, after it, you missed it. But if you listen to this on monday come next wednesday um for a jfl warm-up show amazing and uh yeah i'm there every week and you find me at jeff paul comedy and for the second podcast in a row we have another little treat for you at the end another sketch from hunter collins Ninkum toop sketch comedy album <laughs> of the millennium i love him so much uh this one is uh i it's called bacon and egger and i i am the clerk um, trying to sell breakfast to Hunter, who was very offended by the bacon and egger, because <laughs> it sounds like the bad N-word. Um, so we have a nice little back and forth on that. Oh, you just explained the whole sketch. <laughs> now we're going to play it. You're hilarious. <laughs> anyway, bacon and egger, nincompoop, yeah. the c- sketch comedy album of the millennium. Hunter Collins, a goddamn national treasure. Exciting. Um, Kathleen McGee, thank you very much for coming down. Thank you for having Let's get you down to the club. Yeah. Big headlining weekend. Get out there and see her, folks, and come back and listen to us here on the Potato Files on Never Sleeps Network, baby. NSN. NSN. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to the Big Brekkie. Can I take your order? Let's have a look at the menu back there. Okay, we've got the Denver omelette you finish. S. Crepes from New York. Interesting. The war in Iraq was a mistake in eggs. That's a stretch. I'm just looking for an egg and bacon sandwich. You should probably just get combo number one. Where's combo number one? Oh, there it is. That's the bacon and... Whoa! I can't say that! How can you have that written on a sign? What? What's wrong with the sign? Uh, combo number one is a coffee, a hash brown, and a bacon and... I can't even say that out loud. The bacon and egger? Yeah, that's fucked up. No one's ever had a problem with a bacon and egger before. Ah, stop saying it. You have the word bacon followed by the letters N-E-G-G-E-R up there. How can you tell me that's not problematic? It's just a breakfast sandwich, sir. Oh, oh yeah, what's in it? Bacon, egg, and half the privilege with twice the incarceration rate? I'm still not sure what your problem is with the bacon and egger. I'm gonna blog about this so friggin' hard later. Your sandwich is racist. Sandwiches can't be racist, sir. Did the bacon and egger say something to you? You've got five of the six letters that make up the most offensive word in English language right there. Doesn't that seem insane to you? Oh, no, there's an apostrophe. That separates the N from the egger. 
Bacon and Egger. I see the tiny ass apostrophe, and frankly, it just looks like a little letter I sneaking in there to let everyone know what you clan members are really trying to say. You're trying to say, hey, feast your white gaze upon this menu item and consume the black man until all that's left is an empty wrapper. It's like the life story of ODB. Preach. All that in an apostrophe, huh? Use an ampersand. I make nine bucks an hour, dude. I can't be taking orders, serving fries, giving a shit that you're mad at a sandwich, and looking up words in the dictionary. What the fuck's an ampersand? Yo, what the fuck is an ampersand? It's the and symbol. It's on your keyboard. It looks like a number eight that's holding in a dump. Use an ampersand. Bacon and egger. Easy fix. This all seems like something you should be tweeting head office about. At least call it a bacon and egger. Put a soft A at the end. Bacon and egg, ah. That would sort of be worse because we'd be acknowledging a racial connotation. We're just talking about eggs, man. That's my point. No one ever calls an egg an egger. No one's ever like, hey, can you pick up a dozen eggers at the market? Or scientists just dug up some triceratops eggers in China. Or, hey, better have a baby soon because my wife is 40 and she's running out of eggers. What would you like us to call the sandwich then, sir? Uh, the, the bacon and egg-related sandwich? Weak. The egg hammer ding dong Nah, yo. The eggle me this, eggle me that. Who's got some bacon and a sandwich that? Yeah, that rolls off the tongue. Look, sir, the lineup is getting out of hand. Yeah, I want my bacon and egg! Do you want any food or not? Yeah, fine, I'll have combo number one with the bacon and egg rolls. All right, and for your coffee, do you want the blondie roast or the darkie roast? <laughs> when you wake up in the morning and all that's in your fridge is a 40, grab a bacon and egg or you've been fired from your job after your boss falsely accused you of stealing. Grab a bacon and egg, or then you're pulled over by cops, causing searches cause they had up that feeling. Grab a bacon and egg, -er, bacon and egg. -er. What the hell'd you just say? I said bacon and egg, -er, bacon and egg. -er. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 